going on guys welcome back to the cw clinic episode 30 coming at you we are going to talk about something today that i feel many people avoid i think that what we're going to discuss today is a topic that most people feel uncomfortable let alone discussing than executing it's just a very uncomfortable topic. And my plan for today is to discuss how I've dealt with this situation and what I can offer in advice for everyone listening in this situation that pretty often comes up. And what we're going to talk about today is a very simple subject of change, just change. Change in the sense of most people I know avoid change. Most people I come in contact with won't fight to change themselves specifically. Most people don't realize that the answers they're looking for would come to fruition with change, mostly within themselves. I'm able to understand this topic better at my position in life today because for the past 15 years or so, change has been such a huge part of my life. I used to really avoid from anything confrontational that had to do with change. Later in my life, I've discovered that everything I've ever really wanted has always been on the other side of changing. And the example that I'm going to discuss to kind of connect with everyone is major, major, major change. And I feel as most people should be able to understand the story I'm about to tell of change is so significant that it should be able to resonate with a lot of people with big change in their life. Like, I'm talking about the biggest change you've ever been through. Um, this is what we're discussing. And for me, one of the biggest changes I ever went through was in February of 2009, I was, I was 24 years old, and I was just getting out of the military. I thought maybe I would talk about change in regards to going to war, which is a bigger change than getting out of the military. But I believe that's a topic for a different show. This change I want to focus on is after you spend five years in the military, go to war a couple times, your life's completely different. 
The military trains you to operate completely differently. The whole premise to boot camp for every armed force, if I'm not mistaken, is it breaks you down from the civilian that you are into what the military needs you to be, which in simplest terms is be able to follow orders. Chris, go do this. Got it. Going to get it done. There's no, oh, my head hurts or, you know, it's my time of the month or, you know, uh, I'm sick or my ankle is injured. No, no, no. It's, it's, you, you get the shit done. And there's very little, and th I'm speaking about when I was in. The military has changed a bit since I've been out, 10 years now. But at that time, there was no my feelings or her or I don't feel good or I can't do this. And that's the premise of what boot camp teaches you is to just basically be a soldier, right? A soldier is almost like a machine, like it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. And the Army has this basically process which is boot camp, to teach you to become a soldier. But there's not a process to come out of the army to be a civilian again. They release you at this time. I believe things have changed. They release you back into the wild, trained as a soldier. And I assure you, not carrying around a machine gun, wearing body armor, and kicking down people's doors while they're sleeping is a big change <laughs> coming back to Connecticut where everyone's entitled and think that the world revolves around them and I have to stop at a stoplight. I hadn't really stopped at a stoplight in five years. Uh, obey law, listen to people, and not have a violent reaction to how I wanted to solve problems. So I'm talking about change here. I find it really interesting that now I believe the military has a exit strategy for their soldiers or whatever the term is. You know, the Navy has their seamen. <laughs> the, the Marines, the Marines have their Marines. There's no, there's no name. It's you're a Marine if you're a Marine. There's like nothing, you know. In the Army, you're a soldier. In the Air Force, you're a airman or airwoman. In the Navy, you're a seaman or a sea woman. In the Marine Corps, you're Marine Corps. I don't know what the fuck they call the Coast Guard. Probably just pussies. Coast Guard? Coast Guard, my cousin was in the Coast Guard. Oh, Coast Guard. Guys, if 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 you're hearing Marianne, um, the new producer to the show, we tried to mic her up, but it's not working. Interestingly, she's in charge of the audio, so I find it ironic how she didn't want to be on the show and her mic isn't working. Anyways, so, <clears throat> yeah, so there's no exit strategy then there was an exit strategy then but i believe now the military has gotten in so much trouble from people getting out and still beating the fuck out of everybody because it's commonly accepted and or just being extremely violent 
especially especially soldiers like me who at the time had some of the select jobs that were extremely violent. We're talking about there's there's only a few jobs in the army out of 220 of them that you're trained to be a violent motherfucker. That's literally what you're trained to do amongst other things, but the forefront is violence. Most people don't realize war is violent. You know, we watch movies, we see the the TV shows, we see the news, but for those of us that have lived it, it's very difficult to come out of the military and not be short-fused, to say the least. So this change that I'm talking about is not just getting released back into the world as a civilian, but it was also a lot of, I knew I had to change. I had to change because I couldn't blow through stoplights and stop signs and punch people because I was mad or carry around a machine gun because I felt safe with one and felt unsafe without one. So one of the first things I ever did was I walked myself down to the VA and said, I need to speak to someone regularly on a weekly basis. And that, that, that is the beginning. That was 10 years ago. And I've on and off talked to, talked to someone at the VA for a decade. And keep in mind, you're taught when you're in the military that you're soft if you talk about your feelings, let alone being a man. Being raised as a man, for the most part, you're taught, don't talk about your feelings. But I didn't look at myself as weak asking to talk to someone. I knew that I had to change. And the irony is, 10 years later, I still know I have to change things about myself. It's an ongoing journey. But I assure you, if you're that person that thinks you don't need to change a thing about yourself, you will get nowhere in life. You will stay right where you are. Now, most people don't mind that. They accept normality, average, and that's fine. But that's not for me. Average is not something that's for me. I grew up average. I knew I never wanted to be average again. Average to me was poor. I never wanted to be poor again. So I knew I had to change some things. And for the past 10 years, I've been changing one day at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time. With all of the change that I knew I needed, it's led me to where I am today. The cool part is I know that there's still plenty more that needs to be changed. And on a daily basis, I attempt to change it. My daily routine is centered around positive changing habits as soon as I wake up in the morning, which we've discussed on this show. Some of the best ones I've ever harnessed are talking to someone, which I don't do in the morning, but talking to someone overall, journaling for gratitude, meditation, and reading. Some of the most monumental changes that's led me to where I am is hiring mentors. Mentors. 
So the biggest change that I've ever gone through is getting out of the military, I'd say. I'm excluding going to war. We're going to sum that up to getting out of the military and becoming a civilian again. What I want to talk about is how vitally important changing your actions and or yourself can be. So now that you guys have heard my little story about my biggest change, I didn't get in trouble when I got out of the military. I didn't get arrested. I didn't get DUIs. I didn't get beat up. I didn't cause problems. The problems that I caused were internal, mostly by suppression. So a lot of veterans do get in trouble. And I'm using myself as an example to teach you that if you are challenged with change in your life, like maybe it's external pressure from someone or something or your job or your relationship or moving or losing someone in your life, think about it objectively. Maybe there's a reason why someone's pushing it on you. If you are aware enough to understand that you need to change to progress in life, the longer you wait and the less action you take, the more time you're going to waste. It hit me at 24 I had to change. Actually, it hit me before that. I went into the military knowing I needed to change. So I was 19 when I went in. So I knew I needed to change 15 years ago. But the point is, I've been working on it. I don't avoid change. So for instance, say you're in a relationship, whether it's romantic or a friend relationship, business relationship, a relationship with someone else in some degree, and you know it's not good for you. You know the person's negative or doesn't support your dreams or laughs at you or isn't there when you need them. That's a big one, guys. That's a big one. If you're there for someone when they need you, but they're not there when you need them, okay, that's a big sign. What I'm getting at is if you think that that relationship is not good for you in whatever capacity it is, change needs to be made, all right? You can't expect and assume someone else to do anything for you unless you've set boundaries and expectations. If you're in a personal relationship with someone and you know they're not good for you and the relationship just isn't good and you're constantly arguing and you're constantly at each other and you're cheating on each other and you're fucking each other over and it's just a toxic relationship, even if it's not that bad but you have inclinations that it's not good for you, change that shit. I know the beginning might be tough, but you'll get past it. Another piece that I think most people avoid when it comes to change is their job. Now, I'm speaking not as an employer on this. I'm speaking as just a person who observes. I'm a consumer of far more products than I sell. I go into businesses all the time and assess the employees. So when I'm at a business and I see an employee that doesn't give a shit, I think to myself, why do they have this job? 
Why don't they go do something they want to do? Why? The answer is because there's change that's needed. You can make all the excuses in the world, but the point is if you're not happy at your job, your boss is an ass, or you're not, you know, you're not hitting the numbers you need to hit, or you dread going in, or it's not a good environment for you, or you're not getting the support that you need, or whatever it is. I guarantee you, you'd be better if you embraced the change and got a new job. I find more people are unhappy with their jobs than they are happy. And on the other side of what you're resisting could be lifelong passion, could be executing your purpose, could be helping someone else execute their purpose you want to follow. Could be a magnitude of things, but if your job's no good for you and you know it, if this is if if something's resonating with inside you right now and you're thinking, well, maybe I'm not good with my job, or my job isn't good for me, or whatever it might be, try to fix it. If it's unfixable, embrace the change and get the fuck out. All right. It's a huge one. Trust me, your boss knows you don't want to be there. Your boss knows a long time before you admit it. The, the stepping back into the employer aspect of things is, the, the interesting thing is, as an employer, I know when people are unhappy at their job. They don't know that they're unhappy, right, when it comes to their work. The hardest part is, articulating it to someone without offending them and it turning into a mess. But that's ego, which is a whole different topic. If you have any inclination that you need to leave, leave. There's no, there's no question about it. Talk to your boss. He or she knows you don't want to be there. I assure you of that. Here's one for you. Think about where you live. Do you like it? Is it a good environment for you? Is it too loud? Is it not quiet enough? Is it not busy enough? Is there not enough going on? Is your, is your roof leaking? Or do you have roommates that you can't stand? Think about where you live and think about if you like it. Is it good for you? Should you be where you are? Have you ever traveled outside of where you live to see if there's somewhere else that might be better for you? And I'm not just necessarily talking about towns. Could be talking about your state or the country. You know, I've had the opportunity to live all over the world, all over the country as well. I know where I belong. I know that I will not end up in Connecticut. I know that I'll end up north in the mountains playing around in the snow. I've picked myself up out of the first house that I owned, did what I needed to do financially to be able to buy a second home and move out of the town that I was in because I couldn't stand it. How many of you have the balls to do something like that? Change your environment because it's no good for you. 
this doesn't make me any better than anybody else, but I know if, I, if something's not good for me, I will change it with the quickness. And this is a piece of just a little bit of continual self-awareness that I work on, but if you don't like where you live or your environment or there's toxic people in your house or there's toxic neighbors around you or your town is toxic or it's just not good for you, get the fuck out. Changing your living environment could yield an all-new mindset for you that's positive and happy and healthy and loving. I don't have a wife. I don't have a second income. I can't like look at my partner and be like, hey, this isn't any good here. We need to change this. Let's do it together and get out of here. No, it doesn't work like that. If I needed to change my environment of where I live, I figure it out and I go and change it. You should be doing the same thing too. A friend of mine told me a story that he lived in Washington, D.C. and was one of the most successful entrepreneurs and businessmen in the city. He had all the nicest watches. He had all the nicest cars. He could buy whatever house he wanted. He outgrew the city. He moved to South Florida near Boca, where everyone's filthy rich. And now he's growing within the environment because it forces him to. That's applicable to me. It could be applicable to you guys. But think about it. If you're not enjoying where you live, get out. Don't make excuses. I don't have the money. I don't know how. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Go fucking figure it out. Next, let's talk about change when it comes to losing someone. Um, I, at this point in our lives, a lot of us have had to bury a relative or bury a friend. Something that I learned recently burying my dog of 10 years, Frank, I just embraced the change. I mean, I was a little upset, I'm not going to lie, but I didn't really, didn't drag on. I just accepted the change. It's a change in my living environment. It's a change in my day-to-day -day life. It was a change in everything. And I looked at the situation as detrimental, but I looked at it as change that needed to happen. He needed to leave. He needed to move on. It's selfish of me to need or expect anything more of myself than understand that there's change that's in place, accept it, and move on. That might sound cold, but the point is it's embracing change that needs to happen. If you lose someone or you lose an animal, prepare yourself for it so when the time comes, you can move past it. I know it's not as simple as it sounds, and I would never say that it is, but being able to understand change is vitally important, especially when it comes to people and animals. Don't fight death. Embrace it, understand it, and know that you'll likely see the person again. Change is a tough one. I mean, I've buried my father, and uh, I was 19 years old. I was at war. I had to fly home. Like, I get it. I know it's hard. I'm not downplaying anyone's life. Um, but now that I'm a little bit older, I understand that if you embrace change and you know it's coming, or if it has come and you embrace it, 
you can save yourself a lot of time and heartache. And that brings me into like one of my last points here, guys, when it comes to change. What we just discussed, new job, relationships, moving, losing people in your life, if you can see what I'm saying and understand it for what it is, you'll save yourself a lot of heartache, a lot of money, and most importantly, a lot of time. Heartaches come and go. Money comes and goes. More money out means more money in. If I spend a grand there, I know another grand will come back differently. Time you can never get back. If you understand what I'm talking about with change, you can save yourself time. Going back to one of my initial points here, 10 years ago, I went through the biggest change of my life. 10 years later, today, we're on the horizon of a new decade, 2020 to 2030. If you can embrace change going into the next decade, you too can create anything you put your mind to. You can create businesses, flourishing relationships, a body you're proud of, a mindset you're proud of, assets you're proud of, financial freedom. There's so many things you can do if you embrace change. If you're sitting there and you're motherfucking everything and everyone because everything is hard, you need to look in the mirror and understand that you're, the own, you're your own worst problem and you need to change it. If you don't work on yourself, no one else is going to be able to. Work on yourself. Give yourself that luxury of cutting yourself a break and understanding that what you want all starts with change. What I've done in 10 years, you guys can do in five. Maybe two, depending on how hard you work. Understand that progress is made with change. And on that note, what I'll say is, I know this show is a little bit different by myself. I do enjoy a co-host. I do enjoy having guests, and we're getting there when it comes to them. But I want to thank you guys first and foremost, for sticking with me on this. Once you listen to this episode, reach out to me. Tell me what you think. Get a hold of me however you know how. If you don't know how to follow me on Facebook, Christopher Warns, on Instagram, at ChrisWarns1, and now on YouTube, you can find me at Chris Warns. Can we change that, Marianne? Can you make it to like CW or something? Or maybe something ridiculous, not my name? Can you do that? You, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Again, Christopher Warns on Facebook, Chris Warns1 on Instagram, and at this very moment, Chris Warns on YouTube. You guys are probably sick of hearing my name. I mean, 
I get sick of hearing my name sometimes too. Um, our email address is thecwclinic at gmail.com. But regardless, once you listen to these episodes, reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Talk to me. I want someone to talk to about this shit. Marianne, do you have the password to our email address? Which one? Uh, the CW Clinic. No. Steve, our former co-host, will likely get your email, but we'll get the password by the time you guys hear this. Um, yeah, man. For everyone, thank you. For the 20 minutes of your time, for the half hour of your time, I appreciate it. I really, really do. And thank you for your support. And my thought, my closing thought is change is on the other side of the conflict you're avoiding.